Now you should listen to this because this concerns you. This is about a uh, evil genius in love. Evil genius mind. It woke me up from my sleep and I don't like it. No, you're an evil genius is what you are. If this works, you're, you're some kind of a, a evil genius. Honest to God. Hello and welcome to the Evil Genius Chronicles. I am your little podcast buddy, Dave Slusher. Welcome to the show. The show is being recorded for May 19th, 2022. Oh, it's a hoot. It's great to be alive right at this specific time. First, the business. The show is not kid safe, not work safe, not virus safe. It has not been vetted. The show is Creative Commons licensed, non-commercial attribution 4.0 unported. The theme music is by the late, great band, The Gentle Readers. They're at gentlereaders.com. Bandwidth is by a cashfly under the kind auspices of Backbeat Media. Thank you to both of those august organizations. I do not speak for my day job. Uh, if you have to go look to find out who my day job is because I am not on brand. I am distinctly off-brand, and I am not representing the corporation at this moment. It's just me. Uh across the street from my neighbor who's lawn mowing, which I hope you can't hear. And I'm just, it's nobody's business. It ain't nobody's business if I do. All right, let us first get to a song. I have a, a batch of music that I have learned about because uh, it's been played to me by a child on the way to school. <laughs> and uh, uh, this is one of those. And there's a few of them. I actually was going to play one, and it turns out that it's like some very big major label music that I had just never heard of. So I'm going to play this one instead. Um, and I'm going to play it, and then we'll uh, I will talk about what I think it sounds like. But I'm going to play it first. This is from the band I Don't Know How But They Found Me. <laughs> That's the name of the band, which um, my child refers to as IDK How. But uh, this is the song Razzmatazz.
That was I Don't Know How But They Found Me, or as the kids call them, IDK How, with the song Razzmatazz. Now let us get to what 38 people consider the best part of the show, and that is the reading of the patrons. The following people went to bit.ly, bit.ly slash EGC Patreon, and pledged to keep this shambling mess a shambling along. Thank you to the following people. Derek Coward, Adam Rittenauer, Ken Kennedy, Paul Fisher, Arhuli, Robert Harvey, Paul Smith, Andrew Heron, Grant Bachoko, Nutty Nukchas, Tony Ewing, Craig Stepp, Steve Holden, Shannon Nelson, Charlotte Kennedy, Leah, the Enigmagic Angela Lee, Chuck Tomasi, Stuart Maxwell, John Richardson, Michael Butler, Bruce Lerner, Eric Peterson, Skeeter Murphy, Chiaki Hinahara, Robert Gibson, Len Edgerly, Melissa A. Bartell, Andrew Howe, Michael Street, Neil Forker, Dyko, Kevin Freedy, Brian Springer, Tim Shaw, Rob Usden, Wayne Pittenger, Brian Jones, and last but not least, Mr. Joe Pollack. Thank you, one and all, for being a part of this. Again, if you would like to be a part of this, you can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, slash E-G-C Patreon. And now let us... Let me tell you, kids, I sat down to record this show, did the stuff, got the things together, sitting here at the computer, um, and very recently, like within the last couple days, I upgraded my Pop OS uh, to the new version. I have a System76 Linux computer. I upgraded the OS because it came down, and I hit the button, and I said, sure. And then uh, here on a Saturday morning when I'm recording, I sat down, and I did my stuff, and I Ran my little script, which creates all my pulse audio things, and it was all different, like way different. <laughs> and the things didn't work. And, the, and then I realized, oh, this version of Linux doesn't use pulse audio anymore. It uses a thing called Pipewire, which I guess uh, in the long run is superior, but in the short run, go, what? <laughs> in the short, short run, I go <laughs> so instead of recording what i spent was oh i don't know approximately uh, an hour plus farting around with a thing i didn't want to fart around with figuring out how do i do all the stuff in the end pipewire i seem seems all right like the way i used to do this is 
there's a thing called pulse audio volume control. And it lets you say, this thing is playing from here to this thing. It's kind of a, a very clunky process. And I had a bash script, which kind of set up the stuff. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. And sometimes it would require some reconfiguration. And it, if you ran the script and your microphone wasn't plugged in, it would be screwed up and it wouldn't create it. And it was very, very tetchy, shall we say, as we say here in the Old West. <laughs> As we say here in 1880, it's a little tetchy. <laughs> and so this other thing, um, there's a program, and I had to do all this research. I spent 45 minutes Googling just to figure out what the heck was going on. There's a program called QPW Graph. And I was able to get it just from the Pop! OS store, but uh, who knows? You can get it however one gets such things. What this is, is basically a patch bay, and it gives you these various sources, uh, and it lets you just um, drag the lines between them and connect them. So with once I got to that point where I had that thing installed and ready to roll, um, making, my, uh, making my audio work the way I had it before was like five minutes from that point. But it was like an hour to get to the point where I could do the five minutes. Now that I have the thing, it actually might be superior every other time from here on out, but the startup cost this first time, particularly when I was not planning it, <sighs> can't say I was digging it. But anyway, we're beyond that. There was uh, I forgot to show some math in the previous um, episode of the show. If you uh, uh, were paying close attention to episodes of the show, I talked about um, my general disinterest in Discord and how uh, many uh, people offer it as a perk for their Patreon, but I can't even keep up with the discords I have. And then the next episode I said, oh, and by the way, here's the Evil Genius Chronicles Discord. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention that between those two episodes, there was basically a patron, what do you call it? It's like a like when the sh you have a shareholder revolt. It was kind of like a, not quite a revolt, but the pay a bunch of patrons said, oh, by the way, we would like a Discord. You may not care about it, but we do. So I was like, okay, fine. So we created uh, a Discord. Up to this point, it has been um, exclusive to the patrons. In fact, somebody asked after the other show, uh, like a week or two ago, um, how you get on the patron, uh, the Discord. And up to this point, I have there is nobody on the Discord but the patrons. I believe that this is changing. Um, I've, I'm polling the patrons right now, and I'm basically making it th this their decision because they're the ones who wanted the Discord in the first place. It seems like the early results are in that, uh, you know, there's a couple options, which is um, it stays only patrons or it's just wide open. But then there's also, um, you know, that it's mostly for the patrons with a few open channels or it's mostly for everyone with a few exclusive channels. There's all these, you know, gradations in between these endpoints. So I believe go to the show notes at evilgeniuschronicles.org. And uh, if you see a link to the Discord, we have decided to make the Discord. So it's very possible that that's where we're at right now. So uh, come and participate uh, if you can participate. <laughs> How about this? You you can. If I have not edited this out of the show, then you can go. Otherwise, I'll pull this whole section out. How about that? Is that fair? All right. So go to the show notes, evilgeniuschronicles.org, and there you can subscribe to the Discord. And thanks to the magic of podcasting, several hours have passed since the previous sentence. And in that time, we've gotten more votes. So Discord open, unless uh, there's a groundswell against. So there you go.
one of those adult type things that I knew was a problem and I didn't take care of. Kind of like, let's say you go two years without going to a dentist. It's probably, let's even say longer. Let's say you go five years without seeing a dentist. It's probably more likely that you will go 20 years then go see a dentist in the next year. Because <laughs> once you get to a point where things get bad, you just, if they get worse, you just don't, you just want to avoid addressing the thing. You, it's not that you don't know it's bad. You know it's bad. You just don't want to know how bad, basically. Before, it's been long enough that this uh, was brought to my attention before the trip to LA for the Podcast Hall of Fame that there was some kind of malware infection on my Linode server box. And it was injecting spam crap into the WordPress installers. And if uh, you googled on the like, if you googled on the name on my podcast, you would see these like all these spam things because they were on the domain. It's like what the hell? And I cleaned all the stuff out, and it came back. And there's some weird cron jobs and some sort of botnet thing. So I've known for at least six weeks and longer that this was a problem. And it was one of these things where I just haven't wanted to deal with it. I probably spun up um, the replacement um, server on Linode at least a month ago. I, I believe I paid for it for an entire month before I touched it, which is it's definitely not a money efficient way to approach this. But I just uh, over the last couple of days, I just got serious about migrating the shit. So uh, evilgeniuschronicles.org is on a new server by the time you go look at it. If you happen to see anything uh, weird about it, please send me an email. Dave at evilgeniuschronicles.org. God help me. I hope that email is getting to me. <laughs> at the time of this recording, the email ain't working quite right. So we'll get that fixed before uh, before you, the listener, hear this. But it's just one of those things. And uh, the what I started doing um, on this new server uh, very early. So, uh, you know, I installed the WordPress. I, uh, I restored from backup um, using updraft. And so at this point, there's like nothing. And I switched the DNS. And so, you know, there's a there's a ramp up, you know, at the beginning uh, of only a few things hit you hit it. And then as DNS expires and it looks it back up and it finds a new box, it starts moving over. And typically, like you'll see, um, you know, for days or maybe even a week or more, you'll still see a stragglers hitting the old thing. But one of the things I did very, very early in this is I'm just trying to avoid repeating uh the incidents of this thing getting just completely compromised. So I've set up fail to ban. Now I've heard of it, and I think it was even um, on the server box by in, by default on this Linode uh, image when I set up the Debian image. What this thing is, is you set up some filters, and you say, um, you know, looking at this log file, this is uh, the definition of some suspicious activity. Like, let's say it's a failed login on the SSH port. You know, it's an SSH, or, or let's say it's a failed login in the SSH server. And you can specify if there are n number of failures in y amount of time, then ban this uh, IP address for z, you know, duration. So uh, by default, I think their SSH thing is if there's three failures in 10 minutes, they'll lock you out for 10 minutes. Well, that is not nearly <laughs> aggressive enough for me. For somebody who just had to flee a server box because it got hopelessly uh, loaded up with crap. So I started looking through um, the logs to see um, to, to see what I could find as um, access from malicious people. 
And uh, there's a couple things. So for anyone who's trying to post to XML RPC uh, in WordPress, they get banned. And there is one ban. <laughs> so it takes one thing and it will ban you for 30 days. <laughs> so I ain't dicking around on this one. So there's no uh, there's no second attempt. And then I, oh, oh, I guess this is a botnet. It seemed, I don't believe these are individuals that are doing this. They're trying to access at various places inside my um, WordPress install evil.php. And sometimes they're buried down in subdirectories and sometimes they're in like WP content uploads and they're just in weird places, which may be what the, how the original virus vector happened. I don't know. But now any attempt to load evil.php anywhere in the server immediately bans that IP address for 30 days. So uh, I don't know. Um, surely there will be another different thing. I mean, this uh, really, I'm sort of kind of protecting from this one thing, but just, oh, and also anybody who posts or any post attempt to any um, page in the WordPress that results in a 403 error immediately bans them for 30 days. <laughs> so you don't, I don't even have to know what you're trying to post to, but if you get a 403 um, error, then that's it. Because what I see is a lot of 403 errors from from malicious actors trying to post to various places in there. It is possible that uh, I might um, block some legitimate traffic that my uh, my net is too wide. But, oh, God, I just don't. I mean, I guess. I mean, the box that I'm on, I had to flee from one box to another a couple, like, five years ago. I remember I was actually, it was almost exactly five years ago, because I remember being at the Knowledge Conference, um, I believe, in Orlando, Florida. And being on the show floor when I started getting emails from uh, Linode about how my server was compromised and I had to do something about it, I was like, what the, f- oh, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I can't handle this right now. And I remember they filed a ticket and they were asking me to to take care of it. And I uh, had migrated. I was so mad at them for a, for a short, very short time because um, uh, I had migrated everything. And I was just leaving the old server up to... Um, make sure that I got everything off of there. there. Like there was no DNS. So nothing can go to the server because, you know, you could go to it by IP address, but I mean, it's just sitting out there, basically inaccessible. All of my domains went to the new box and they were kept telling me how I needed to fix it, needed to fix it. I'm like, dudes, nothing goes to the server. Just give me a little bit of time, but it eventually gets sorted out. Oh, and if you need a Linode, keep on code EGC. I have no idea if that still works, but this, it's just the, the the drag. This is another one of those things. There's our life is so so full of these things. I have been having these conversations with a child who keeps not doing a very simple but busy work and taking zeros on it on this like weekly. They just have to do these math practice things that are, are not challenging enough. And the child keeps taking zeros. I'm like, this was a gimme. He's like, ah, but it sucks. I'm like, <sighs> so the other day on the way to school, we had a whole conversation about things that suck that you have to do anyway. That's, that is a big portion of grown up life is this thing sucks and I'm going to do it. And, uh, oh, by the way, I got a traffic ticket. I think right around that time <laughs> I got to go to traffic court. That's going to suck. Uh, 39 in a 25 uh, school zone. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
I saw the dude. I, we, were, we were on the way to our school. We drive past another different school, and I saw the dude out there with the radar gun, and I saw him lower the radar gun. I was like, son of a bitch. I'll bet that's me. I very briefly, very briefly entertained the notion of uh, a side street and looping around. It's like, I could take this turn before the dude actually gets out of the, and the, but if he sees me, then it's like, then it's on. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to take my lumps. <sighs> adulting, adulting. In that vein, I, of course, am underburdened by having uh, living parents, but some of my family is not. And I will say, I'm not going to talk about specifics because they're not really my specifics to talk about. Let us just say every older person, every every person a generation older than us and older in our life is a little bit of a challenge right now. <laughs> In one way or another, they all have some form of medical issue or or more. And uh, whew, it's uh, getting kind of heavy duty. There were not one but two patrons uh, in my area a uh, week before last. And I saw one of them. So I had uh, a very brief coffee uh, date with Lynn Edgerly, and I briefly met his wife uh, on my way to pick up the child at middle school. Um, and I did not get to see Bruce Lerner, who was in town for the weekend. It was at the weekend. It was right before um, my wife had to go out of town to handle one of her parents. And it was just chaos. And uh, apparently it was a little bit, <laughs> from what I could tell from Bruce, a little bit chaos on his end, too. And it just didn't happen. It was a near miss. But uh, Bruce and his family do vacation here with some regularity. So uh, I'm holding out hopes for the next time. And with that, I'm going to pause and have a little sip of this. Mm. Brewed it this morning. Mm. I brewed it in the sense that I went down to get it and I touched it and the coffee pot was cold and I opened it up and there was dry coffee grounds in the thing. And I said, did I never press the button an hour ago when I set this up? I'll bet I never pressed the button. God damn it. Speaking of that dynamic, I... uh, a certain amount of this podcast is all is devoted to me struggling with organization and just generally getting my shit together. One of the other big struggles in my life is just struggling with my own self-loathing. <laughs> the, I talked about this years ago is the, I do almost the opposite of an affirmation where I do a daily defamation where I just look at myself and say, you're just so stupid. <laughs> it's, it's like the opposite of the Stuart Smalley thing. It's like, you're dumb and no one likes you. Um, the, uh, and just fighting that. Uh, ironically enough, I was setting up Headspace. At the previous job, um, we had, for a time period, I think it was correlated to the pandemic. They had this period, like, during the lockdown. Partly, there was, uh, like, all the travel budget was not getting used. So, it was free money, basically. There, there was surplus money. It wasn't free money. But there was money that wasn't getting spent. And they kicked some of it back to us in the forms of stipends. Uh, for like wellness and mental health. And they gave a grant if we wanted to do like online courses or buy exercise equipment or things like that. And also they gave us, I think every, like everyone in this organization. So we're talking like a thousand people or more um, all had free headspace accounts and I used it and you can, you can um, pinpoint pretty clearly exactly how valuable headspace is to me in that I used it. I liked it just fine. When they ceased with the free account at work, I did not pay my own money to continue with it. At the new work, when I found out that they had a free Headspace account, I was happy to to fire it back up. So it is exactly valuable enough to me to do it with someone else's money. 
not valuable enough to do it with my own money. So you can you can kind of uh, gauge that window right there. But at the new work, they uh, they gave us the code so that you can uh, and said just sign into your thing, you use this code, and it'll hook it up. To, you know, you can use your existing account. And what I ended up doing was hooking it to the wrong account. So I used the code. It turns out I had two accounts. I had a personal account that I had, I guess, created and then used a free trial. And then I had the one at my old work address. And so um, I fired. So all the meditation that I had done, I went through all the basics course and I went through a bunch of the stuff. And I, the time period when we had to give the dog away, I was doing this handling sadness course and uh, all this stuff. That whole history was attached to the old work account. And what I have done is now taken my code and used my free code on my personal account that had never really been used. So all my history is gone. So I go, ah, damn it. I put it to the wrong account. So then I go and I try to use it on the good account. And it says, no, you can't do this. You've already redeemed this code. I'm like, oh, son of a, son of a bitch. (laughs) I was like, oh, God damn it. So uh, I had this moment of, it's like, how could you screw something so simple up like this? It's just, you just lost everything. And then I thought, isn't this antithetical to what we're trying to accomplish by using Headspace at all? Isn't this completely the opposite of what we're trying to achieve here? How about this for a notion? What if I just start over and go through all the basics or skip the basics or do whatever I want and not beat myself up? What if I just don't beat myself up about this and just fucking go forward? What if I just fucking go forward? And that's what I did. And I realized, huh. I had basically the same net effect without all the um, self-negativity and the self-directed hatred. Here's another thing where I really triggered, and I do have kind of a self-loathing hair trigger. It doesn't take, it doesn't take that much for me. Like I am so much more um, down on myself than I would be about anyone else. (laughs) Like there's no one else in this world that I'm this quick to, disappointment with than myself. I'm, I'm, I'm my own worst enemy. In January, in this new house, we had a fence put in. So we've got one of those nice wrought, black wrought metal, wrought iron metal fences. You, it looks a lot like every black wrought iron metal fence that this company puts up. And there are, (laughs) there are others in the neighborhood right around there. And they look like this one. So we paid, you know, in the high four figures, to fence in uh, a big portion of this yard for the dogs to run free. Great. Then we paid, you know, mid four figures to get that zero turn riding lawnmower. You know, the one with the two handles. And uh, the very first time I mowed the lawn with that thing in the back gate, uh, I misjudged how close I was to the fence, caught the fence with a piece of the lawnmower and, and scraped some of the fence, bent the shit out of part of the fence. I was like, God damn it, it's a brand new fence. And I just, it's a brand new fence and a brand new lawnmower. And I just screwed them both up against each other. It's like, God damn it. I'm so mad at myself. So, and so, so in the same way, I'm trying to be generous with myself. And I'm trying to be able to walk out in the yard and look at that ding in the fence. I go, you know, it's just a ding in the fence. If I bought this house with that fence up, and it was dinged like that, I would never have thought twice about it. It's just, it's just a ding in a fence. It's just a ding in a fence. Please don't, don't man. Just, just don't, just 
don't, man, just don't. Also, speaking of the lawn mowing, um, it is not impossible. Um, at the previous house, I tended to take my um, various noise-canceling headphones, and I'd turn them on, and I'd use them when I was doing yard work, if I was weed whacking or if I was mowing or whatever, and I'd just listen to my podcast, and that's what I'd do. do any kind of yard work. I made actually the deliberate decision that when I'm um, mowing this big ass yard out here on the the uh, you know with the zero turn mower, which is let's be honest, fun. <laughs> it is so much more fun than pushing a push mower around. It's actually fun to ride that thing around, and it's fun to turn the thing. It's it's just kind of a hoot. I have made the decision that uh, I'm not wearing any kind of headphones. It's too loud to you know do my uh, echo frames and listen to podcasts. I'm not putting on any headphones. I'm just not. I decided that. This is a time period when I'm out there doing yard work, no media consumption. It's just me and my thoughts and just peacefulness because um, I realize I probably do too much media consumption. I probably have podcasts or something playing in my head uh, too much of the time. More or less, like during my workday, it's probably seldom silent. Sometimes... I'll turn my, uh, you know, like I can't generally compose an email and I'm li- while I'm listening to a discussion podcast. I can listen to music, but not like a, a, pod- a discussion I'm supposed to be following. And sometimes I will, for, you know, I'm listening to a podcast and I will start typing something and then I realize I haven't listened to this thing for 20 minutes. <laughs> so typically uh, I'll turn it off and sometimes I forget to turn it back on and I'll realize, oh, I've been sitting here in silence for an hour. <sighs> I may either um, schedule um, I may schedule silent times. I may make the first hour of the day be silent, uh, you know, from the sense of media listening. Or, yeah, I may just start. I, I may just start with a small bit, like maybe the first twenty minutes, and see how it goes. Because I have, you know, I have myself imposed. Nobody but me gives a shit about this, and nobody is asking me to do anything different. But I've got this, you know, giant podcast backlog, and I kind of feel like I should always be working on it, as if it's. As if I'm on a chain gang and I'm making big boulders into small gravel rocks. No one. I don't know why I view this as a this necessary task. Who cares? What if my podcast backlog never gets smaller? If it only grows from here, who cares? It's so inconsequential. And yet it feels like this thing I should do. I was like, what do I care if I listen less and I don't tackle the backlog? Who really cares at all? That's one of the things that I have been maybe trying to face head on in my life is uh, the general um, superficiality, the, the the things that you spend. And I'm going to guess most of us, hopefully, uh, hopefully you're not in a life and death situation uh, where this is not the case, but the majority of the things, even the things that we worry about and the things that we focus our time on mostly just don't matter. They're just, they're just superficial. They're just superfluous. It doesn't matter. Ultimately the decision, we we spend so much time in this house trying to figure out what to make in school lunch and it doesn't matter. Make anything, take any one of those five options at random and throw them in the school lunch. It's all about the same. And I, I have, you know, Every time I'm listening to the Puzzling Evidence Show and I hear the um, KPFA do their, uh, you know, we've been doing whatever, basically their holy mission 
um, PSAs. Like, we, here's the holy mission we're on. Um, and I was in public radio. Um, and public radio tends to um, have that holy mission um, self-image. But here's how important the thing we're doing is. And you've got to do that because if other, if you don't believe that about yourself, you will come to realize how little almost everything you do matters. It just doesn't matter. If you screw something up or you do it perfectly, in the end, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> and your holy mission is nice and it makes things a little better for people. But, you know, let's be honest. <laughs> I have no doubt that KPFA helps out, but also, um, you know, they're uh, they're pretty far up the hierarchy of need. <laughs> they're up towards the self-actualizing end. If you take them away, if you had KPFA and no food or water, you're not going to consider that a, a success. Just uh, like the podcast that I stopped as I uh, was getting ready to do this is I was listening to Howard Chaikin get interviewed on this podcast called Wits End. In the show notes, uh, I will have a link to this. And he was talking about how um, he was reading Samuel Delaney, uh, Chip Delaney's book, Nova, which I have somewhere in this house. I've never read the damn thing. Uh, probably lose some of my uh, serious science fiction literature cred, the number of books kind of like that one that are in this house that I've just never got around to reading. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of them. Um, as much as I love Ted Sturgeon, I have seven volumes of his collected short stories, and I've read like one and a third. In fact, I can see that they're like four feet from me. I can see them. One of the I had a project where I was going to read one Ted Sturgeon short story a day, and you know I made it through one book and maybe three or four more stories, and petered out. And that was probably ten years ago. And there you go. But he was talking about how in Nova, it's all about um, these future people that are so strange that they're almost unrecognizable as a society by present day people. I think that's what, that's my recollection of him talking about a book. And then he said, then he watches star Trek and he's like, it's so banal. (laughs) It's so, um, the concerns of the day, uh, with something stuck to somebody's glued to someone's head. You know, the original series was very much the sixties, but with, uh, green body paint. And the, he said, there's just, it's so unimaginative. <laughs> the, 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 it's basically, there's the frame is uh, just ordinary stuff with this sh- very thin, superficial veneer of uh, you know futurism. And I, that actually really resonates to, to me because that's one of the things I, um, I hate most in science fiction is the other that's not very other. Like the other that's very barely other. Um, what I really like most is, um, you know, like if you have an alien, they should be fucking alien, right? They should be hard to understand. That's why I, one of my favorite stories of all time is Ted Chang's The Story of Your Life. I still haven't um, seen the movie Arrival, but the story was fantastic. And it was all about the fact that the aliens have a worldview so different from ours that we that the challenge is in just finding a frame to even begin. Uh, it's, it's much, it's not even that we can't, we're trying to find a language in common and you know, like do a translation across it. We couldn't even find concepts in common. That was the, that was the interesting thing about that. And uh, you know, that 
that to me is, you know, Ted Chiang is, he's written so few, he's so non-prolific, and everything he, I've ever read from him is unbelievably, it's mind-blowing. He's written something like, I don't know, 20 stories in 35 years, and they're all fantastic. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but he's somebody who does the deep thinking, and it really bugs me when I see something that doesn't do the deep thinking. Um, one of the things I liked about the foundation series is it seemed, well, the, the thing I both liked and didn't like about the foundation series is I liked the parts that seemed other and alien and foreign. And I didn't like the parts that seemed so conventional. Um, as much as I like Clark Peters, you know, I loved him as, uh, Lester Freeman in the wire. And I I, I've only seen one episode of Treme, but he was great as like the, one of the chiefs of the Mardi Gras Indians. But him with his, you know, him on this planet with basically his whatever Pittsburgh accent, <laughs> it just didn't, it just didn't ring that true. Um, however, the whole thing with the emperor, um, you know, and the three clones, you know, like the clones that kind of move through their lives and all that stuff, that stuff was weird. And it, that part rang true. Um, it's interesting. I was listening to Cortex and they were talking about foundation and they thought it was so bad that neither one of them could make it through the first episode. And I really don't understand what it is that, um, I can understand liking it or not liking it, but I don't understand why somebody thinks it's not even a credible, uh, attempt. And, uh, Derek Coward at one point pointed out when he watched it, pointed out to me that you get something like 20 or 25, uh, minutes in before you see your first, uh, white face. <laughs> that every character is a person of color until like halfway through the first episode. And uh, I don't know that there there is not some unconscious, um, even from somebody who wouldn't say that that was an issue to them. I think there are people who unconsciously are unsettled by that. It was like, wait a second, this Isaac Asimov story doesn't have any white people in it. What's, what's happening here? Uh, this should be a uh, whitey Magoo. <laughs> and, and it ain't what, what the, huh? I hate this. So, um, I will say, uh, I had mentioned uh, a few episodes back about listening to the Zine Zone podcast. I got my care package. I won. I entered a contest where they were picking somebody at random. Uh, you would uh, uh, tag them in a photo of your pet with your zine, and I took. I actually did two photos um, of each of my dogs because I could not get them in the same photo uh, with my uh, napping on the couch with my <laughs> zine leaned up against them like a prop. And uh, they selected me at random and I got a care package. So it's a pile of zines, a bunch of stickers. I do believe that uh, some, one or more of these stickers are going to end up on my new work laptop for the longest time. Oh, so, so thank you expat of the zine zone podcast for the longest time. I've never put any, I've never put a bumper sticker on any vehicle I've ever owned. Um, I've never had a tattoo. This may be, I don't know what it is. Some sort of commitment thing. <laughs> like I've just never had a message. I wanted to affix to things like that. And I never put any sort of sticker on any sort of computer up until the point, the first time I traveled out of the country and I went to London and we went through the security line at Heathrow and they make you take everything out of your bag, like everything bigger than a Kindle, like a Kindle and a bigger. And so, and they just make you stack them up on this thing. So uh, when you get to the other end, there's this pile of laptops <laughs> and there were something like 
when I went through, there was something like four or five laptops, all of which looked exactly the same. They were all the same model. They're all the same size. Like, son of a bitch. I had to turn them over and look for the asset tag because I could not tell which of these laptops was mine. And when I got home, I started finding some stickers and I started slapping <laughs> stickers on that son of a bitch because I want to be able to pick it out of a pile of uh, a similar model of laptops at the airport. And so I do believe expat, one of your uh, stickers will end up on this laptop plus uh, many more. The other thing uh, about that too is the stickers that go on a laptop. If zero is one that you just hate and would never put on anything, and 10 is like your favorite sticker you've ever seen. The ones you stick to a laptop, in my experience, are like sixes and sevens. Because if you love them that much, especially when you know you're not going to have this laptop forever, like a work laptop, you know you're not going to have forever. Uh, you don't want to put a 10 on there because at some point it's going away. And you don't want to put a zero on there because you don't even like that thing. So what you do is you tend to do the ones you like, but can uh, part with. <laughs> so I find I only affix the sixes and the sevens. That's, that has been my experience. Maybe on, and, and for some odd reason in my personal laptop, I still have yet to put a sticker on it. We have put stickers on other ones, but not this one. So uh, maybe I, I also have a big pile of stickers from just various stuff from uh, the subgenius, you know, from various Kickstarters, like that subgenius movie that I uh, backed. I have sticker, you know, a bunch of subgenius stickers from that. I have a, a big pile of Matt and Mattingly's ice cream social stickers. Um, on the previous, one of the previous work laptops, I had the um, Yeti and Andretti spaghetti and confetti <laughs> sticker from one of their bits about a store between a, uh, a Sasquatch and Mario Andretti opened a store that only sells confetti and uh, uh, confetti and pasta. And it was <laughs> Yeti and Andretti's confetti and spaghetti. <laughs> that is uh, as palmatingly <laughs> as you get. So I, it, it's not for lack of the stuff. I should probably stick at least something on my personal laptop and uh, enough stuff on my work laptop that I can disambiguate it in a pile of similarly uh, laptops. Plus, at some point, this new job, probably over the summer, we are going to have some kind of summit where we all, where, where at least my team, which is nine, ten people-ish, nine-ish or ten-ish people, depending on, there are some people that could or you know, would be a little on the periphery and would be reasonable to come, but not crucial. Um, so uh, if we all get together, um, at some point, we're probably going to be in a situation where a bunch of our laptops are sitting there, and uh, I'd like to know which one is mine at a glance. And I do believe at this point, um, there's more. There could be more, but you know what? We'll do another show. How about that? Instead of Instead of continuing, I will do another show. I will try to avoid the self-loathing. I will try to avoid uh, melting down. Dear God, I am so nervous to hear the playback of this show. If Pipewire screwed me on this. <sighs> but I will say, um, I did like being able to just do the graphical um, hooking of the stuff together. And I realized I was trying to duplicate my Pulse Audio setup. And I realized, oh, this is so much more. Because this is simpler... Uh, with this drag and drop thing, I don't, I have, I don't need as many things. I actually can do this with like one sink or two sinks, and uh, uh, it's like, oh, okay. Well, let's do this much, much, much simpler. <laughs> let's. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. So anyway, if you have feedback, please send it to Dave at EvilGeniusChronicles.org. Show notes will be up at the brand new server, EvilGeniusChronicles.org. Let me know if you see anything weird. 
I have uh, every now and then if I notice something, I'll see a, like a graphic missing or because I'm at this early going, I'm paying so much attention to the server logs. If I see a 404 on something that shouldn't have a 404, uh, I go hunt the thing down. <sighs> Fingers crossed. And malware scammer bots, please stay off of my box. Please. You're such a drag. Thank you for listening. I will catch you again next time. And do not forget, as you go out in this world, that I love you. Goodbye. When that's over, if we're still alive, I'll clean my own fucking mess up.